You're listening to the Analysis Mason podcast with Tom Rebeck, and I'm here with Catherine Hammond, and we're going to discuss enterprise 5G on today's podcast. Now, in the early days of 5G, it was hoped that enterprise services could deliver extra revenue for operators. Indeed, it actually felt like often the, the argument for 5G was enterprise services. We're gradually starting to see some growth in uh, 5G private networks, but where do you think we are today in terms of uh, public 5G enterprise services? So uh, I think there's there's actually very little in the market at the moment in terms of public 5G enterprise services. Uh, but I do think we've probably reached a point in time where operators can and should now be bringing more of those commercial offers to market. Uh, so earlier in the year, I spoke to about 10 different operators about what they have in market and what's in development in terms of their 5G enterprise propositions. Uh, it was very clear that there isn't much yet beyond pilots and custom trials. And, and actually, some of those earlier pilots and custom trials have kind of understandably been been quietly dropped. Um, but I was able to identify about a dozen different 5G enterprise services that either are available commercially today or have good prospects of being available at, at some sort of scale within the coming months. So things like BT's Immersive Spaces proposition, Deutsche Telekom's live video production, uh, some surveillance solutions from Urdu in Qatar, um, none of those, you know, yet generating very much revenue at the moment, but starting to point to better prospects uh, for more 5G enterprise services moving forward. Okay, so in broad terms, how would you group those different options for the operators for offering uh, 5G enterprise services? Yeah, so as part of my research, I've identified uh, four main options uh, for operators. Uh, I mean, first of all, there's basic 5G connectivity. So just things like fixed wireless access or faster data rates for mobile handsets. And that's obviously widely available today, makes pretty good use of spare 5G capacity, but very unlikely to provide the level of returns that operators were initially hoping for from their 5G investments. Um, so secondly, there's high value connectivity. Um, so that's connectivity that's charged to premium because it comes with things like guaranteed bandwidth, SLAs, traffic prioritization, etc. Uh, and, and obviously to offer that at scale, um, operators are going to need to develop their network slicing capabilities. They're going to need improved network orchestration and better APIs. And those things are a little bit down the track. Um, but there are already some simpler offers in market. So the DT's live video production offer that I mentioned earlier, um, where broadcasters can book network capacity in advance just for a short time and just at a pre-planned location. So much easier for an operator to manage in terms of, of network impact on other users. So, so some progress on high value connectivity. Um, I think the third type of service is end-to-end -end managed services. So services where 5G is pretty critical as an, enab as an enabler, uh, but what's being sold is much more than just connectivity. So for example, remotely controlled drones, remotely controlled cars that rely very heavily on 5G networks, but actually what's being sold is much more than the 5G capability. Uh, and, and then finally, there's what I would call enterprise solutions. So more holistic solutions where 5G plays a kind of supporting role alongside lots of other technologies and services. And, and the actual uh, proposition to the, to the business is potentially bringing together things like security, cloud, data analytics, and, and then offering a complete solution, um, perhaps targeted at, at a particular vertical or perhaps a more generalistic uh, solution. Okay, so four different options, two of which are 
essentially connectivity and then two of which where connectivity is in there but there's a lot more besides it um so of those four different options which have the the best prospects for for extra revenue so definitely those last two those those managed services and enterprise solutions um i think we've seen that for many enterprises demand is shifting away from wanting to buy point solutions to wanting more of that managed solution across multiple connectivity and IT services. And lots of enterprise-focused operators are already embracing some of the opportunities that that brings. So I think what 5G does is it enables operators to further extend that range of services that they include in their enterprise solutions, um, in particular enhancing capabilities in, in areas like computer vision or AR, VR and, and associated data analytics. And I think where, where operators are building 5G into an existing proposition, that enables them to meet the needs of a, a somewhat established customer base so they can sell more services into that base they can provide better differentiation compared with alternative suppliers and solutions and and whilst it doesn't really deliver very obvious new revenue streams that you might label as 5g um, what it can do is add significant value to their their kind of overall proposition and it's an approach we do see being taken already. So, for example, um, smart city propositions from players like Tim, um, healthcare propositions from a number of operators, where 5G is not at all crucial at the moment to those overall propositions. But over time, it's expected to add a extra capabilities, extra differentiation, and therefore extra revenue as well. Right. And, and what should operators be doing to push these kind of propositions forward? Um, it's a good question because it's it's a difficult challenge for operators. Um, I mean, one aspect that I, I think perhaps needs to be given a little bit more attention is uh, the idea of internal education and promotion of cross-team working within an operator. Uh, so on the one hand, operators need to be quite dynamic. They need to be quite agile as they develop new services. And we've seen in the past... Uh, they're quite focused divisions like an IoT division or a security division that has a little bit more freedom to experiment and innovate. And I think that's been really helpful. Um, but on the other hand, as enterprises are looking for more holistic solutions, operators also need to find ways of, of incentivizing more cross-team co- collaboration and more awareness um, right. across the piece of what could be offered to, to the customers. And do you see any examples of operators that are doing that well already? There's no obvious example in terms of an operator who who's really got got the got the answer to it. I think it's. Uh, I mean, we've seen BT do try to do it a little bit in the past with their Division X that they set up. Right. Um, we've seen other operators trying to just to bring together a couple of services. So maybe Edge plus five G um, is quite a common a common grouping. So trying to pick up some of the the cross working, but I haven't I haven't seen an operator do that really well and it is a big challenge it's really difficult to do Um, and sometimes it means bringing in kind of fixed services divisions as well as mobile services divisions because they're often the fixed teams often the one that has more expertise in enterprise services more generally yeah and it it sounds like some operators have done this for specific services whether it's a healthcare service or a smart city service where they've been able to pull tie these different bits together but not necessarily in a way that's scalable across a whole bunch of different propositions. Yeah, so there are some kind of big, big, big-ish propositions that you can pull out, like as I say, healthcare and smart cities. Yeah. But but going beyond that is really tricky. Um, so these sort of bigger solutions, kind of end-to-end solutions, they, they, it feels like they sort of border on systems integration, uh, which is fine for some of the bigger operators, like the ones you mentioned, sort of the oranges or BTS. 
but what about for smaller operators or, or mobile only operators? They're going to find it hard to do that kind of complete solution. Uh, what should they be focusing on? Yeah, that's a good point. And it definitely won't be all operators that are able to deliver lots of end-to-end solutions. Um, But I think even for operators who are looking more to a role of high-value connectivity provider in the long term, I do think there's a case for them to launch at least a few fairly simple uh, 5G-enabled propositions of their own. Um, As I say, we've seen lots of pilots and test cases over the last few years, but not that much in terms of commercial launches. And I think if operators can lead the way in bringing at least a few of them to market, that can help build more confidence in in the wider ecosystem about the the commercial viability and the uh, possibility of getting these things to market. Um, It's fairly clear that there isn't going to be any one big killer app for enterprise 5G. So for operators who want to offer high value connectivity at scale, they somehow need to encourage the development of lots and lots of smaller partner-led, customer-led solutions that are going to utilize those capabilities. Um, And I do think quite a good way to move that forward is to launch a few of their own, even if just as test cases um, to demonstrate to the market. They don't need to be super complex. So like BT's immersive spaces, for example, it's essentially just BT partnering with an existing provider of immersive spaces. uh, And then BT enhances that proposition with its own connectivity and its own managed service wrap. So hasn't required a huge amount of new investment on BT's part, as I understand it. Okay, good. Um, So you mentioned the research you've done on that. So you can give just a few details of the reports and articles that you've published. Yeah, so there's a case studies report that I mentioned that describes 12 different 5G enterprise services being developed by operators, and that focuses particularly on those that are already launched or they're quite close to commercial launch. Um, And then there's also a report on operator strategies for monetizing 5G enterprise services, and that goes into more detail on the four options I outlined earlier and discusses a little bit how operators might balance each of those options and what they can do to, to move them forward. Great. Thank you, Catherine. And we'll put links to all of these uh, these different articles and reports in the in the show notes. So if you'd like to automatically receive future episodes, please subscribe to the Analysis Mason podcast. We also welcome your comments, feedback and reviews. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.